0: Leather, Cigars, and Kink is an adult podcast. If you are under 18, please go to scarletine.com for real-world sex ed information. Thanks. Cigars and Kink with Evar. Today I've got a little little treat for you. Uh, my, my guest today is J Baby, International Leather Boy 2019, 2020, and 2021. We'll uh we'll get into the interview a little bit later. Just want to uh bring you back up to date with, with everything that's going on. This is technically the second episode, but this is really really gonna be the first because the the, the the intro episode was was pretty god awful and I, I don't know that it's going going to be allowed to stay. So anyway, I'm Evar. Uh little bit about me, I'm a leather man, pan and demisexual, polyamorous, indigenous. Wow, there's there's a lot I could say. I'm a I'm a cigar snob. I I'm I'm a cheese enthusiast. Sober, and there's probably tons more that I, I should tell you, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. Thanks for, for tuning in. The whole purpose behind this podcast is to, to throw a little bit of, of current, you know, kind of current events in the, in the leather and kink communities out there. And then throw, well, okay, give me a chance to be a cigar snob. And then bring in guests from, from across the spectrum in kink and leather. Educators, just regular people, title holders, whoever really I really feel like interviewing at the time. Today's interview is going to start out. Uh, it's actually going to be be a two parter because, uh, well, we talked for a long time and there was a there was a lot to it. So, anyway, before we get started on the interview, let me dig right into uh, this week's cigar review. Let's see, I'm going to be be doing the the Sancho Panza Double Maduro Six Sixty, and for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, well, the Sancho Panza is the brand, a Double Maduro. Uh, refers to in this case the wrapper and the binder of the cigar there's there's a whole lot more to it and you know what maybe i'll put up a, a, a tutorial on the website about about, about cigars so uh, so everybody can follow along at home i guess the 660 it's six inches by 60 gauge which means it's a fairly big cigar anyway so without further ado the uh construction on the this, this stick it was really veiny. Uh, had really really bad seams on it. Uh, it was really, it didn't didn't look great. It was a box press. I like a box press, but clearly that did not did not save it. And honestly, I don't think that the, this particular steak had been stored well. I I picked it up from a shop here in in the Portland area, and yeah, picked it up that day, and and cut it. And when I cut into it, uh, the cap started to unravel as soon as I I, I cut it. So it started out, it's, uh, it's got a Connecticut wrapper and binder, so it had that, that typical Connecticut bitterness on the lips, uh, but not quite as much as, as you'd expect. Maduro, you know, kind of helps on that. Something that seemed a little odd, the ash was sparkly. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like it had little little bits of glitter in it. From the start, it had uh, had kind of notes of, of cream and, and dry cocoa. It's fairly medium-bodied to me. Then again, I smoke a lot of very full flavored cigars, so you know most people might find this to be a medium full or or even a full. I don't know. It's it's kind of all dependent on your own personal experience. It was smooth, but the draw was was a bit tight, and the longer I I smoked, uh, the the draw got worse. Uh, eventually, it got so bad that I, I actually had to pull out my pipe tool and and get the 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 punch. Uh, well, not the punch, but the, the the nail uh from my pipe tool and and drive it into the, the the cigar so it would it would clear up enough that I could smoke it about the midpoint it it turned it really turned bitter again and that that mid midpoint flavor change the bitterness it kind of went to a to a leather and cream a little bit of coffee but it was just it really had that that bitter taste to it and by the time I got to the band it was it was pretty much all coffee which isn't necessarily terrible but it, you know it, it it could have been better it it was definitely not my favorite stick i i, I think i've smoked it smoked it once or twice since i did this review cuz this this is actually an old i write them all down just about every every cigar i smoke so that's today's review it's not something i would recommend however you know give it a try see what you think about it let me know uh we'll see if if, if how how our, our tastes go together and if you got some suggestions, by all means, throw them out there. And uh, in the meanwhile, just a few a few uh, housekeeping bits. Got some some things coming up in the Portland area. Yeah, I know this is going kind of all over the place, but but I'm based in Portland, so these are the the events you get until until you guys start sending me stuff because the things that I know that are going on, those are the things that I'm going to talk about. In July, uh, the Oregon State Leather Contest. Yes, I'm on the board, so, you know, and I'm also the current title holder. We're going to be holding a barbecue, and you can find details of that at oslcontest.org. Beyond that, there's, there's, I mean, there's lots of stuff coming up. I'm going to try and set up some in-person classes on consent and negotiation, and I may also offer that online. I'm also kind of looking to do my, my indigenous leather class again, and I will probably do that one online, just because it's, it's a very, very rarefied topic. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it is. So, um, yeah, I guess without further ado, uh, let's get into the interview today, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Today, my guest is Jay Baby, South Central Leather Boy, 2019, and International Leather Boy, 2019, 2020, and 2021, because why not? (laughs) He's joining me from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, uh, well, say hi to everybody. to to Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi. Um, Gosh, what is there to say? I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. My mama used to dance for the money they throw. Wait, sorry, no, that's
0: a different story. Don't get me um, sued for <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I have no idea where to start.
0: Okay. Well, I uh, tell you what. <laughs> Since we've known each other for many, many, many years, I guess I can I can start out with a little bit. Gosh.
1: Tell us about your name. Oh, a J-baby? Well, I I I sort of created that uh, when I was a teenager um, on a lot of TB and ABDL forums and groups, mostly just because it seemed easy, you know? Uh, you know, my name starts with a J, and I identify as an AB. Um, I'm a baby boy, so it just seemed obvious. And I sort of kept that name when I entered the scene, mostly because, well, there's when there's, like, a million people with the name Justin, but there's only one J-Baby. I was like, just makes sense.
0: Fair enough. And it certainly suits you. Um, Aww. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's let's get into... Maybe, maybe, let's dig into the past first before we get into the present and everything.
1: Oh. Um, oh, the past. That sounds gross. <laughs> uh. How'd you get here? I mean, how,
0: how does one... Uh, you know, uh, go go from, you know, I I know you were a theater kid. Uh, how does one go from that to being international leather boy?
1: Uh, well, okay, where to begin? I guess, funny enough, it has to probably it's gonna start. and This is gonna really date date me. Um, there was this site uh, long ago called MySpace, and I um being the weird, peculiar uh kid I was um. You know you you it was you could search people's profiles and stuff it, it was a precursor to Facebook basically it came after a lot of other sites um but I one day had come across this particular profile of uh, Leatherman. and you know obviously there were leather people on MySpace, you know and he'd maybe enjoy some of the in quote unquote enjoy some of the pictures and one day um you know i was looking at a profile and something in my head said don't just like enjoy and turn it off send this guy a message so i did and he he introduced me to some people who actually lived in tulsa and i kind of uh just i was lucky enough that uh, a really nice guy uh named boss james Hollingwood sort of took me under his wing and went and saw the different clubs and the quote unquote dungeon space that existed in Tulsa and frequented the bars at the time there was this really cool um sort of mid sort of country western bear lesbian le- it was it was the sort of the leather bar but also the country western gay bar and so there were a lot of bears and lesbians and uh, it was called Maverick, uh, Club Maverick. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. But, yeah, he introduced me to people and was very, very helpful, very gentle, which, you know, I think he, he knew I needed sort of a, a gentle encouragement because, you know, he, he, he didn't try to mold me into the stereotypical idea of what a leather boy is supposed to be. You know, I... I'm glad that I was around people who, uh, like me, believe that the idea of a boy is seen and not heard. Yeah, never jived with that, and I'm glad I I was around people who didn't jive with that either. But he, uh, he, he, he taught me a lot while also gave me room to grow and create my own self, and I went to Tulsa Community College at this time. I was a college boy, and after I graduated from there, I was um, set to move to Edmond, to uh, a, a university for, to finish up my bachelor's degree. And I sort of graduated from being underneath uh, him because he was like, you need to go and find your own self. You don't, you don't need a protector anymore. And yeah, I moved to Edmond. And I I'd sort of um, did this weird thing. I got myself a dog tag um, that said UCO student. And because my thing was that, like right now, for these two years, I need to dedicate myself to studying because I only have enough money to be here for two years, and I need to really commit. So I told people I was collared to Buddy Bronco, because that was the name of the mascot. It was cute, I thought. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) after I graduated, there was it was kind of a a lot of stuff up in the air because I thought I was going to move somewhere else and that didn't quite work out so I came back to Tulsa and one thing led to another which led to another but one of the things that happened is I got uh, involved in presenting which was great because I I love education I love presenting and um, I was one of the first people in my region to do a class on H play you know what it is and isn't and you know at the time Age Relay was kind of looked down on. So like people didn't didn't talk about littles as much as they do nowadays. You know, there was just a lot of misconception. It was very taboo. People, you know, were still associating it with, you know, that one p word, not the one that Ben Shapiro can't say, but the other one. <laughs> um, but I was lucky enough to be able to be asked by to present at events and dungeons and spaces and even not, not just here in Oklahoma, but outside of it as well. I got to present at TapCon, which is an awesome event in Chicago. And eventually I'd met someone who he was running for a contest and I had gotten the confidence to run as well. I was going to run for South Central Leather Boy and I'd never run for a con. I, you know, I'd, Uh, Been judge's boy for many years, which is still a job I love doing. Uh, It's a type of service that I feel like I'm pretty good at and I enjoy doing. And you know, I've emceed and I've uh, even judged before, but I at the time had never thought I could run because I'd never seen a boy like me win. And someone said to me, "Well, yeah, because you've never run." And it was definitely one of those, "Oh, duh! Hello, Megan!" You know, (laughs) moments. So I was like, you know what? The job is getting up on the stage. And I'm just going to be me and present the kind of leather boy that I am. Because, you know, leather boy is not, its you know, it's not one size fits all. There's many, there's leather boys of all different body shapes, of all different genders, of all different styles. And, you know, so it's like, I need to be the leather boy that I am. Because I am a good, uh, yeah. I I have a few mantras I say every day. And one of those is, you know, that I am enough and I am a good boy. And so I was like, I'm going to do me. And apparently a nice panel thought that I was good. And then I was just like, I'm going to continue doing my thing and reminding the rest of the world, you know, the rest of our weird, dark, scary world that you belong and you are enough. And just try to spread as much joy as I can. And then all of a sudden there was a sash on me. Um, And I went international. And I've just been trying to continue that same mission. You know, the way I'm doing it has changed. You know, a lot less plane trips and more Zoom meetings. But I'm still just trying to do what I can. Presenting and encouraging and also reminding everyone that as much as I love to smile, some days aren't a smile. Some days are harder. But, you know, this this year has definitely been one of the, those harder years after, you know, a really, really gross, ugly, difficult breakup and kind of losing a lot of things that I was used to, traveling and also work. Most of my work is gig-based, and when all the gigs disappeared, it was a really scary year. But, you know, I'm very, I am very fortunate. You know, I do have people who care about me. And I am a lot, I am not as bad off as a lot of other people are. You know, so I try to be very grateful. I'm very much a Pollyanna. You know, I'm glad that that movie is up on Disney Plus. Because it was, it's, I'm very much a Pollyanna boy. And so, yeah, I, I somehow find myself here in the year of our Lady Gaga 2021 still with a sash and still somehow with a smile on my face talking to someone who's a really really good friend and I hope that I answered that well oh thank you you
0: did so let's 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 dig into a whole bunch of what was there sure uh you're you're an educator and you know I I'm big on education for for the community also hate the word community because we don't act like one, so why should we get called one? Um, yeah. Anyway, so education. What do you teach?
1: What do you do? uh Well, I i actually have a handful of classes that I've presented on. I feel like every person who's in age play has an age play 101 class. Like, it's just part of the things that you have to do. Just like every boot black has a boot black 101 class. But I, I you know, I have a. I have an age play one on one class, and then I have two others uh, that are kind of related. I have alternative bigs, which I started when I saw that a lot more littles were coming out of the playpen, which is great. And you would, I would see these like, you know, big scary gruff leathermen who, you know, wanted who saw a little that they cared about and wanted to have a dynamic with, with them but didn't really identify as mommies or daddies or the traditional caretaker we think of in a big little dynamic. And so it was a way to sort of like, let's examine archetypes and styles to help you define your dynamic in a way that works for you both. Mostly because, you know, I myself have dynamics that are not necessarily regular. Like I have uh, one person who I call my coach and I'm a big fan of a. I enjoy um a superhero sidekick dynamic. Yeah, it's which is a lot of fun. <laughs> in addition, I also have a couple others. A Omega sub class, um, which was developed for people who find themselves in multi-sub households, and it's more of about um, delegating whose responsibilities are what, and how to find a good support system in a hierarchical. Um, situation. And then I also have one that, uh, gosh, it sounds like I've got, like, issues and issues, but I have one called uh, So What's With The Sash, which I developed when a friend in Chicago asked me to come up for New Year's. Um, This was 2019 into 2020, before everything got scary. And so I presented um, an H-Play, a couple of my H-Play classes, and then they wanted me to develop something to talk about the title system for people who were unfamiliar with it. So it was a sort of intro of, like, why titles, um, what is the point, um, how does it work, you know, and, you know, a sort of, like, non, you know, not affiliate, you know, not under any affiliation with any specific title system, but just kind of uh, my own opinion based of, this is the history. This is why they are or are not um, important. You know, just, uh, you know, for people to make their own own minds up and, you know, consider if they themselves might choose to one for a title someday. And I'm also still developing. Um, <laughs> I just never stop. I'm developing a class on uh, the secret languages of seduction that we've kind of lost or not necessarily lost, but just aren't talked about as much. We, you know, we still do talk about the Hanky Code, which I'm a huge geek about. I'm a huge Hanky Code geek, as anyone else tell you. But we don't often um, recognize Polari or the languages of flowers or fans. And so it's just uh, trying to put together a survey of those for people. But that's kind of still in development. There's so much, there's so much resources to collect.
0: Okay. I'm I'm going to go back to the title thing because you know I'm I'm a current title holder as you know because you were there you were my handler, so that <laughs> no some list folks handler. listening may not know. But anyway, why do you think titles are important?
1: I think that it is important to have someone who is the front person, someone who can be, you know be that figurehead, be an ambassador. You know, we could of course get into talks about certain you know people who aren't very good at this or that but i think the idea is to have someone who is willing to be to will willing to carry a microphone who's willing to be on the front page and say this is who we are and this is why we need the right to be who we are to do what we do why it shouldn't be a, a, a crime and and sort of just be you know an ambassador for people who are looking in it's it's the same reason you know i think that you know, I bl- I believe drag and leather are very closely connected, and as important or not important, and people can debate off and on all all night long about it. I think I think it's important to ha- have someone who's willing to say, "I've got the spoons, I'll be on the front lines, and I'll address the questions, I'll answer for it, and try to be that person to inspire." And encourage others to welcome people in and yeah it's it is saying like I will step up on the platform and you know I think I think that's very that's very important um in whatever subculture exists yeah I I I just I I think it's also something where contests you know as as much of a headache as they as they can sometimes be you know for some it's 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 what brings people out, you know, to, it's, you know, it's our, it's leather Christmas. I remember years of serving as a judge's boy and it was like every fall when this particular contest happens, you know, that's when all the elders came out and to get to see like, you know, this someone who, you know, was there during the eighties and see them talking to uh, the new baby leather uh, kids <laughs> You know, to give you know some advice or a handshake, and get to see that sort of we're not dying. You know, it's changing because anything you know has to evolve. But it's it's like when you see this is like a weird metaphor, but it's like if you see uh, who's 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 an old who's an older rock star who's still like who's still like if you you know were to see uh, Keith Richards hand an award. To like a new young band, it's it's that kind of like you know it's it's different than what we did, but you're still keeping it going, and uh, I th- I just think that's that's also important to have a reason to come together and celebrate, and and see how things can change to to you know also also just expand our ideas of what someone is supposed to be like when contests have their first I'm gonna call someone out like when Jack Thompson won IML you know, and we had our first trans men of color with that title, it was like, yeah, as it should. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it sucks. We have to like say it's the first, but it's like, he's the first and that's awesome. And Jack is awesome. Uh, yeah. sorry, I feel like I've sort of talked around in circles there. Um, Cause you know, I, there's always going to be debates because there are every year about whether titles matter or not. But, you know, when I look at what, you know, was happening this over this year and I see the people who've been trying to keep things going, you know, like I look at someone like Brie Burning, who has been like such a strong, like person who's addressed a lot of things. Like it's okay to be sad. It's okay if your best is not the best it was a month ago. And, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people just even though we're not, you know, out at the big events or contests taking selfies um, and acting naughty, like, we're still doing that just from our home. And, you know, it's it's that, you know, it's the, me- the way the message is being delivered has changed, but it's still that kind of message of you're enough. And, yeah, I just, yeah, I, 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 I think it's... I think it's still important because we're, we're still fighting those same battles. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for that answer. That long, winding, rambling, not quite an answer answer.
0: That's okay. <laughs> Following up from, from that question, what's the worst part about titles uh, to you?
1: Personally, uh, yeah. You know what? You, you asked to me, and so I'll say, I I fight imposter syndrome every day. And it's always that worry of, am I doing enough? Am I doing, am I doing it right? You know, am um, trying to compare myself to, you know, other title holders um, of the past or even current and being like, you know, why am I not as good at this? Or, you know, am I able to reach enough people? Am I, am I doing it right? And that's, I, I guess that's been a, a big thing to fight
0: that concludes part one of my interview with J-Baby, International Leather Boy, 2019, 2020, and 2021. Hope you've enjoyed it. Tune in next week, Wednesday, June 9th, 2021, for part two, another cigar review, and a few more tidbits about what's going on in the leather and kink communities. If you've enjoyed this, you got any comments, questions, anything like that, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me via evarbroxen.com and we'll see what we can do. Leather Cigars and Kink is a podcast by me, Evar B., copyright 2021.